0: matt mosley the matt mosley show esp in central texas jerome tang standing by and uh, jerome i appreciate you being on the program are you ready to basically be uh hosting the big 12 tournament this is going to feel a little different to you welcome back by the way it's uh, fun to be visiting with you and congratulations on being the coach of the year ap and uh and the Big Twelve Conference, uh, the coaches voted on you. Congratulations on all that.
1: Well, well, Matt, first of all, thank you for having me back on. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. Uh, I am super excited about the, the Big Twelve tournament and being able to have our fans there and uh, you know in full support. I uh, I want uh, Coach Drew to know that I am pretty positive that our fans will be cheering for the the Baylor Bears when. Uh, when they're not cheering for us, and uh, and finally, it's it's just a great honor whenever anybody recognizes the the great job that our players first of all and our staff has done uh, this year. And so you know, it's a team and a staff award, and and I go a little further and say it's a coaching tree award. You know, Paul Mills won Coach of the Year, in the, the Summit League, and um, you know, obviously, you know, so just just we're all part of that. Got through. A coaching tree and we're very proud of it and you know just it's a, just a testament to what a great job scott has done and not just building a basketball program but in helping develop uh, a staff that can go on and lead their own programs also
0: well scott wanted you to talk to your fan base because you are i guess on separate sides of the bracket and so it sounds <laughs> like you've tried you're trying to get the word out i don't know if the mosley show how much it's listened to there in uh they're in Manhattan. I'd have to say there's a fair amount of people who listen to it, but uh, let's get the word out. The Bears could use a little help, and uh, I can't help from the uh, court anymore because Commissioner Yormark has asked the media. We well, hadn't asked us. Uh, we've been sent up uh, to the press box, okay, Jerome? <laughs> <laughs> we will no longer yeah. be courtside.
1: Hey, uh, apparently y'all's seats are worth a whole lot of money, so... Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i i gotta wonder how you're approaching this big 12 tournament um scott you and scott you know had all those years you had some really good runs in the tournament where you kind of use that to give you that uh, that that effect you know that trampoline effect and then sometimes you kind of honestly weren't that down when you lost early because then you got some rest Do you have a different approach now that you're a head coach, a little bit maybe different than the way Scott approached the Big Twelve tournament?
1: Um, You know, I think every year uh, you have to approach a little differently based on where your team is at. Um, There are some years where we were we knew we were tired and we needed, you know, we had to need to get healthy and get some rest and. Man, there were some years where you know we we needed to get some wins, you know, to solidify our spot in the tournament. So you approached everything, you know, based on the year that you're you're having. I right now I, I feel our team we're really in a good spot um, physically. Um, feel that we've done a good job of resting them, and we were playing some really really good basketball. Um, you know, if until when our, our last game against West Virginia, which we didn't play bad against them. West Virginia just played really well also, and we were missing one of our, our guys. And so, um, you know, and I don't know that that would have made that much of a difference because West Virginia was just I mean, they were just clicking. But I, I really like how we're playing right now, and so we're just approaching this thing as a one-game tournament. It's the, the, the first game, and that's all that matters, and we're focused on that, and after that game, then we'll figure out what we'll do from there.
0: What did you do after that little lull that you hit? You get an incredible start. You were fifth in the country, and then you lost a few games. And and you know, I, I'm sure you never know with the team. You know, you got to keep them positive, keep them going. What was the what was kind of the key to getting it going again? And and like and, and you know, for the most part, coming you know playing really well down the stretch.
1: Well, you know, I mean, you say a lull, you know, look, Kansas won the league and they lost three in a row. Yeah. Uh, you know, B- Baylor's going to be a, a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament. They lost three. I think there were only two teams in our league that did not have a three game losing streak. And so um, that's just the, the nature of the Big 12. I-, I felt like what changed for us is that, you know, we recognized as a staff that our team was tired and we just approached what we were doing at practice and um how much we were doing and and you know maybe what we didn't need to be doing uh so that we could be fresh and have legs and when we did that our guys responded really well and uh and so we've been been uh you know playing pretty good basketball recently
0: All right Jerome Tang joining the Matt Mosley show ESP in Central Texas I'm a little worried about this uh story I heard you talking about uh over the weekend y'all had some nice weather here recently and uh, you were out on an ATV, some kind of four-wheeler. That already scares me a little bit, um, and, but y- yet you, you had to get out on the road because you wanted to go get gas, and this thing is not approved to be out on those local roads, although I think the cops around Manhattan probably recognize you and enjoy you, and as long as you don't do anything too crazy, you'll probably get the benefit of the doubt, but I understand your, your spouse was not particularly pleased with uh, with how you handle that situation. Now, what what is that, by the way? Is that a four wheeler or what what kind of uh, what kind of vehicle are we talking about?
1: Yeah, it's it's a four wheeler. It's a, a Polaris, and uh, you know because it's it uh, periodically it, it may snow in Kansas, and I have a pretty big driveway, and you know I just convinced my wife that I needed something to, to plow the driveway for for her so that she'd be able to get in and out. So I got a four wheeler with one of those plow attachments.
0: And uh, so so
1: so that was the, the method to getting the four wheeler. And, you know, then I just it, it needed some gas and I was like, well I don't have a very big a big gas uh, can. So maybe I could just drive it just right down the street to the gas station and she was like, You're gonna get a ticket and uh, but, man, it was a beautiful day, and I zoomed down there. The, the students were out playing and doing stuff. I waved at a bunch of them, and um, I heard a couple uh, sirens, uh, but luckily they weren't coming after me. They were going someplace else. So it uh, t- turned out everything okay, no harm, no foul, and, uh, you know, I- I'll uh, <laughs> I'll figure out a better way to put gas next time. <laughs>
0: I don't remember you having a Polaris in your neighborhood in Waco. This does seem like a new thing for you that you're branching out, uh, and uh, and and it almost sounds like you've got some land now. I mean, you were you had a you know you had a nice neighborhood that you were in in Waco, but you had neighbors right up you know fairly close to you. Uh, boy, it sounds like to have a Polaris, you're you're sitting on some land, and uh, and I'm glad to hear that.
1: I'm really not sitting on, on, on a lot of land at all. Uh, just just a, a decent sized driveway in the street in front of the house is considered private property. So the city won't plow it if it snows. And so it was really just an excuse to get one. I just, you know, use the, the snow plow thing as, as the excuse to get it. And then my daughter had so much fun on it, driving it in the driveway that I was like, well, man, we got to get two of them, right? Because. It's no so fun by yourself. So, uh, yeah, my wife, yeah, she's, she's not very happy right now. <laughs> uh,
0: Jerome Tang, joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Have you adjusted these burnt ends that Kansas City people make such a big deal out of? And I would assume that's in Manhattan as well, some of that barbecue. Uh, are you still uh, a, a Texas barbecue guy or... Or did you? And we've had our, we've had, we've discussed this before. I can't remember. You may not be a huge brisket guy. Um, did the burn ins do anything for you? Because it seems like when I'm in Kansas City, that's a that's a huge part of the draw, and everybody's trying to decide who has the best burn ins
1: Yeah, no, man. I, I love burn ins right? I love burned in so much that uh, one time we was in Kansas City, and we had them. Went back to Texas, and uh, I, I went to barbecue. Place and I was told him, I asked the guy, hey, "Man, can you do some burn ends?" And he told me, "We don't burn our ends in Texas." And uh, <laughs> <so> apparently, <laughs> apparently, the brisket in Texas is a lot thicker, and so you don't get those burn ends. Or the briskets in, in Kansas are thinner, so you can get the burnt tips on the the ends of the brisket. And so, yeah, I learned learned about that. My man was really upset when I asked him about some burn ends in Texas. So,
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. now i tell you the, the the rewards have been pouring in for you Keontae, marquise noel uh this is an amazing team they i heard you say they did probably exceed i mean you, you know you hoped you would be good but i mean I, I don't know if you knew it would be at this point quite yet um but these these players will be people you look back on forever, Jerome. I mean, this is your first head coaching job. It, it just I can just tell what these two players are some of the most special people, and you have had a lot of them at Baylor over the years. But boy, they these guys will stay kind of in your heart and with you forever. What what is the what is the impact? I mean, it's it's hard for one year for Keontae to come in and like immediately. Have this kind of impact, but I've heard you talk about it. It's like those two guys, in a sense, transformed an entire program, didn't they?
1: Um, yeah, they did. You know, and it wasn't just them. You know, I, but I, I, a lot of credit goes to Marquise and to Ish, Ishmael Masood, almost said Ish Wayne, right? Mm. Thinking about our guy Ish. Yeah, but, uh, Ish Masood. You know, those two guys stayed, and they helped us recruit this whole team. You know, and uh, and they were tireless in their work. Um, they they, I mean, ne- never turned on an opportunity to help us as we were trying to put the team together. And so, so they get a ton of credit for this. The, you know, I mean, and then you know, with Keontae coming on board, um, obviously, I, I thought we had an NCAA tournament team. Uh, what what I what really blew me away is how quickly the chemistry was built and how quickly guys bought into their roles and doing whatever it took for the team to win. And, and But, but you know, you have guys like Desi Fields, who is just a winner, man, everywhere he's ever been. You know, two high school state championships and Elite lead eight at Arkansas, just, just like
0: yeah. winnings
1: in his DNA. You know, uh, the other day we're at Oklahoma State. He's sitting at the table ready to check in um, at the next dead ball for Cam Carter. We get a transition play. Cam Carter drills a three-pointer. Before I can uh-huh. even say anything, he gets up and runs from the table back to the bench. Because he says, "Leave Cam, move coach. He's rolling," you know. And I mean, that's just those kind of things. You know, the guys just they just the kind of teammates they are. How caring they are, how coachable they are. Uh, I've just been blown away by it.
0: Well, Desi's been dealing with something—the death of his cousin—and uh, and 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 as you've talked about, he played some of his best basketball during just an incredibly tough time. He's very close to this cousin, and yet he he was focused through it. And then I know that briefly you were y'all didn't have him around, and I think that was tough. I mean, I, that's just tough when he's not there. So it, there's a there's a ton of bonding that has uh, taken place. Obviously, what about this uh, this TCU team? I mean, at times this year, they look like gangbusters. They ran Kansas out of the building. They're incredibly fast. Now, they don't, like a lot of these teams, like Baylor, they love to shoot the three. They don't shoot the three particularly well. But, boy, they, they amaze me with, like, the, the, the big man. And then a cork will come off the bench. you got Lampkin Cork, I was trying to think back on some of y'all's Baylor teams. It's it's rare when you can just go like almost two or three deep with like big, talented, and those guys do different things. One's lanky and athletic like crazy, shot blocker, and one guy will bull you. I mean, in some ways, Jerome, this TCU team is built as good as any team in the conference. Do you agree with that?
1: Uh, I fully agree with everything you just said. Um, they, I mean, I, I thought when they're healthy, they were the, uh, most talented team in the conference. And, uh, when, you know, Mike Miles was picked preseason player of the year, he was having that kind of a year until he got injured. Uh, they brought back, you know, I think everybody, the top six scores from a, a team last year, that was a bad call away from going to the elite eight. And, uh, you know when you you look at them when they're at full strength, the first time we played them, they were at full strength. they scored fifty four points in the paint they had thirty six transition points they you know forced twenty three turnovers, and like you said, they're really, really fast and and in transition, the ball doesn't touch the floor. they do a really good job of passing and not turning it over in transition just just um they just execute very well in transition so um, they are super talented uh we know we got our hands full and, and our work cut out for us uh, uh it's gonna be a, a terrific game, a bunch of purple floating around there and um so we'll we're, we'll we're, uh <laughs> we're looking forward to, to, to the opportunity
0: all right, and I gotta ask you about the bears. what do you they had a bad performance on senior day. It happens uh they'll get it back going again. They can, boy. You guys used to come with those haymakers. You know what I'm talking about. You'd hit a team with a wave. They can do that, but they're having trouble with doing it for a half, and then not. You know, and just it's just not there in the next half. They they had a bad swing out there in your part of the country. Uh, so it's been a, it's been an up and down season. What is your overall feeling right now of this Baylor team and, and where it could go? And I know you had to be so excited to see Chachwa. I mean everyday John back in there uh, know what he brings to the team. but this is a this is kind of a boomer bust team right now, but you also know they could get really hot at the right time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they have five of the best guards in the country. And uh, you're, you're talking uh, the three that start Langston and Dale coming off the bench. And, uh, those guys, I mean, they they are they're just a walking bucket, all right. And so they can score. The thing about them is that they can make tough shots. And they they don't need a ball screen and they don't need a screen. They can get them off, get it off the bounce. And when you have people who at the end of the shot clock can rise up and make a shot, create space, you're always going to be a really tough team. Adding John back to the fray and as he continues to get in game shape and, you know, um, they're just only going to get better. And uh, the thing about Scott and that staff is that, you know, they're going to continue to work and work and work and figure things out. uh, This is a whole new season, right? Like nothing that happened in the regular season really matters right now. And when you're talking about playing one game for 40 minutes, and that's basically what you're doing, you know, uh, like you would, no, nobody's betting against the, the, that 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 group of guys, right? And so I, I wouldn't want to face them, and I know that nobody in America wants to see them in the draw because they know that every possession they, they they've got to be locked in because they've got multiple dudes that can score 30. Not not twenty. <laughs> they have multiple guys that can score thirty uh, on a given night. And, uh, so it's um, they're they're going to be a handful for whoever they run into when they get to the NCAA tournament. You know, obviously the Big Twelve tournament is going to be a little bit different because everybody knows each other and it's going to be a grinder. Um, that that's just uh, you know that's just the the, the the nature of of what we face in the conference we play in. Uh, but those guys are scary, and I know as an opposing coach. Uh, they're not fun to prepare for.
0: All right. Now, how long does it take you to get to uh, Kansas city? Will you all, you all just kind of bus on in and, and, uh, wait, like how, what's your arrival look like?
1: And it's like an hour. It took, it took us about an hour and 45 minutes to get up here today. We practiced this morning. Okay. Um, and then, uh, got on the road. We, we got in here around three o'clock and we're going to go have a nice dinner at the chop house. And, uh, you know, and just, you know, uh, Kansas city is known for its steak as well as its barbecue. And so we're going to go have, have a nice meal as a team tonight and, uh, get some rest and then got a busy day tomorrow, um, before, uh, you know, we, we play on Thursday. So, man, this is just exciting. This, this time of year, man, watching the conference games, uh, coach Mills and Oral Roberts plays tonight to, to go to the NCAA tournament, so I'll make sure I'm locked in on that. And, you know uh you know <laughs> you got uh the the mac uh grant mccaslin in north texas They they get ready to get start their conference tournament coming up here in the next couple of days and so we'll be locked in on that just 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 following the whole family man it's just a a lot of fun right now really exciting mm. just blessed to be doing what we're doing we're so we're so blessed by the good lord matt and i can't thank him enough for what he's done for me and, and this opportunity that we have here at k-state and and just super excited about uh playing in Kansas City in front of these fans and um uh, just just watching our guys get better and better every day
0: all right well, if you end up in one of the hotel bars at some point i i wouldn't I wouldn't mind sliding by and uh and saying saying a hello it's not like you though you'll be early to bed you're an early to bed guy but i would I would like that be be careful mentioning old girlfriends. I did hear in a news conference recently where you were talking about, it. you know, how you love first and everybody remembers their first girlfriend. And I was. Everybody. Do you remember
1: your first girlfriend? You I
0: know. think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Not,
1: I don't think of, I don't think about it. You remember your first girlfriend and you remember your last girlfriend. Right? <laughs> uh, my, my first girlfriend was Pam Hubbard. My last girlfriend was Karelian. Carter and I married her, and now she's she's been my wife for 25 years. That's you know that that's what you remember your first and your last, and so that's why in this first year as a coach and these first things that we're achieving at K State, they're, they're so important and they're going to be so memorable.
0: Yeah, you got me wondering whatever happened to Pam Hubbard? You know, the journalist in me. I feel like that's <laughs> the. <laughs> That's the story I've got to write. Whatever became of Pam Hubbard? Oh goodness! <laughs> you know, I hope she heard that out there somewhere. She you know, she,
1: like- she, she she dumped me. In the, uh, it was in the sixth grade. She dumped me. She doesn't even remember, so it doesn't
0: matter. Pam Hubbard doesn't realize the coach of the year in the Big Twelve. That was uh, yeah, boy. She she made a huge mistake. One that she'll she continues to regret. Uh, <laughs> Hey, all right. Well, listen, uh, look forward to seeing you in, uh, in KC. The the uh, the Mosley family will be headed out early tomorrow morning, and then we'll be in position uh, for all those games to start up. As the Bears face, of course, Iowa State, another crack at the team that beat us the other day uh, at 1130 on Thursday. Jerome, thank you, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon.
1: All right Matt, thank you so much for having me on my man. Be safe on your travels and see you soon.
0: okay, there he goes. Jerome Tang, Kansas State head coach and uh, uh a beloved member of the Baylor family as well and Aaron, it sounded like he was gonna try to make sure as Scott had asked him to do for uh uh you know for the for the k state fans to root for the Bears. Well, Aaron, do you think they care anything about us? Well, it, it helps who Baylor will play. They'll be playing Iowa State, so I think K-State fans will root for Baylor then. And then if they win, it's more than likely going to be Kansas, and they will definitely be rooting for Baylor in that one. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Although Baylor changed, you know, the the perception over the last few years when they became like really, really good, like basically three years in a row as number one seeds, and so I think it became more fun to root against Baylor for the opposing fans. So I'm not, I'm not buying. That's a good it. point. I don't think the K Staters are. I mean, they may not boo. I'm just trying to think. Iowa State would they? Tr- I don't know. I don't know how much they hate Iowa State. I'd have to think about that. I just, I got to think about that rivalry to know they obviously not as much as they. Uh, hate Kansas, although Jerome's tried to get them to stop focusing on their hate for Kansas and focus on their their love for their own university, K-State. Man, he has united that thing. Aaron, they say that was just kind of a mess, and, boy, they were divided, and everybody was mad, and Jerome has just turned that thing into a juggernaut. I hope nobody – you don't think he'll leave, do you? I, I mean, I can see why big-time programs would go after him. Like uh like uh um I mean he should not go to the University of Texas um if they come calling. I don't think I don't think it's a cinch that Rodney Terry gets that job, by the way, at all. So that'll be interesting to see what the University of Texas ends up doing. Aaron, do we have some time to do some campus confidential? Um we've got some uh, headlines across the conference